You are listening to Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. Welcome to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show, a weekly radio program that spotlights positive real estate development and neighborhood revitalization throughout Philadelphia. I'm your host, Derek Hengamel. Jumpstart Philly is a unique community development program that trains, mentors, networks, and provides funding to aspiring real estate developers in seven different Philadelphia neighborhoods, including Germantown, where the program was founded. Jumpstart believes that you can do well by doing good and focuses on removing neighborhood blight, scattered site rehab, creating a healthy mix of affordable and market rate housing, and avoiding gentrification through slow, steady growth and keeping wealth local. Interviews are conducted during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series on Monday nights at 7 p.m. held via Zoom webinar. For more information about these events, check out the events page at jumpstartgermantown.com. This week, I'm speaking with Jasmine Williams, who is a local realtor and investor, about how to manage your business credit. I hope you enjoy the conversation, and be sure to check out the podcast version of this program at jumpstartgermantown.com slash media. So, uh, like I said earlier, Jasmine has been a noteworthy, noteworthy leader in the Philadelphia real estate industry and community space, and she has served clients in Philadelphia for surrounding counties as a Philadelphia real estate agent for the past 12 years. Um, She has established a real estate team in the Philadelphia area, and the Philadelphia Real Estate Group was curated and composed of the best new agents in the city. She has also started a title company to tie together all these business services called Green Abstract. Um, And most recently, she has devoted her time and energy to empower women uh, to elevate their finances through through investing in real estate, with buying rental properties and obtaining home owners. Excuse me, home ownership. And the purpose here is to help 200 women per year to change their financial picture through investing. So part of that service uh, is taking place tonight, and I'm, I'm very happy to have her here. Uh, welcome, Jasmine. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, how are you? Thank you guys for having me again. Um, I am excited and always excited to give back to the, this community because you guys have helped me out with just getting started. So um, I'm going to share my screen. Yep. And you're good. I see it all good there. So, so okay, so we're good because you know tech does tech, and then we get crazy, right? <laughs> so, um, I promise that this um, presentation tonight is really going to be a conversation between Derek and I, just so that we can really get your questions answered and not just have like me just kind of talking at you. Um, a lot of times with business credit and anything that's dealing with these types of seminars, um, the conversation needs to open up because people have real questions and they have real. Um, real uh, issues that they're dealing with that they want to get answered and not just like a bunch of fluff, like do this and do that. So I'm not going to go. With that, Jasmine, I just want to remind everybody that instead of the chat, we're going to use the Q&A. So for any questions anybody has or anything they want to type in um, for for me to address with Jasmine, uh, do so using the Q&A function and we'll uh, we'll review it when the time comes. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm going to tell a brief part of my story just so that you guys kind of understand where I'm coming from um, and can kind of get perspective on why business credit has kind of changed me as an investor. So this is a picture of my daughter and I actually standing in front of a home that um, over in Mount Airy that I bought for her um, to be her first flip. I'll tell you guys about that in a little bit. Um, But this um, is a is a jumpstart project um, that we, uh, you know, that Ken came out to see, and we are almost done. So um, we are moving through this project, um, you know, as fast as we can with COVID restrictions. Um, so, like Derek told you, um, kind of what my biography is. Um, I want to talk about 
my investment or how I started to be investor. Um, building that generational wealth was something that's important. I have a daughter and she's here, but I have a son too, and he's 14. And so being a single mom and not having a ton of resources, and even though I own my own business, I was still living check to check, trying to figure out like, okay, if the commission comes in, now I got to pay all of these bills and try to figure it out. And I had to kind of get out of my own way so that I could try to figure out exactly what I need to do um, in order for me to get, to get to the point that I can sustain my own livelihood without relying on working, right? So I wanted to build passive income with rental properties so that I would be able to uh, get into the, um, so I could, I could chill, <laughs> like, so I could, you know, I could sit down a little bit and not have to work as hard. And I still work really, 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 really hard um, running a team, um, being a mom. I have um, an investor cohort of women that are uh, investing in real estate and I'm teaching them. So that is hard work, but it's so rewarding to uh, just to see kind of what uh, milestones and things that they go through. So it's, you know, it's amazing to get that done, but um I don't have to work as hard as I was working, let's say maybe five years ago, because my rental portfolio that I've built over the last three to four years um, has really uh, sustained our life, you know, our livelihood. Um, it covers our mortgage. Um, it covers, you know, our expenses and things like that. And so I'm really to build, building this legacy for my children and teaching them along the way. So to the story from my daughter, uh, she asked me uh, last birthday, she's turning 20 this year. She graduated from high school um, this past semester and um, her birthday, she asked me, hey, mom, can I get a luxury car? And I'm like, uh, no, um, I don't even have a luxury car. But um, what I can do for you is I can buy you an investment property. I will show you and teach you how to flip that property. Um, and then once you flip that property, we will take the proceeds of this particular property and buy a rental property so that it can fund your luxury car. So I think that her going through this process has really, uh, she probably doesn't even want the luxury car anymore just because she has gone through so much um, kind of seeing, you know, and then seeing the money that she's made or that she potentially will make off of flipping a property. I think the luxury car can wait. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that I kind of, um, uh, you know, I teach, if you guys aren't already uh, following me on Instagram, um, I, I do a lot of that teaching even in my stories and my lives, because I think especially, um, as African-Americans and as women, um, this information is not necessarily told to us all the time. It's not something that's discussed over the dinner table of how we can build wealth. All we do is, you know, we're trying to like survive and we need to get beyond the survival stage. So that's become something that I'm walking in my pur purpose with. So I'm going to go over a little bit um, the importance of business credit and how to set it up. The one thing that I can say is that First thing, I want you guys to take your phone and take a picture of this and share it with two people, um, because I think that it's important that they know um, that we're spreading the word on how to set up a business the proper way. Um, it's important that we're spreading the word and we're pulling people along with us as we learn this information, because if we don't, then it, it, it just stops with us. Right. So you need to tell your kids you need. I was just going to say, I was going to add, uh, you said people could take a picture of it, but there, I'll be sending out the slides uh, tomorrow morning. Oh, oh, good. Okay. Okay. So, um, but yes. So make sure you guys are sharing this information with people and not hoarding it and not sharing it uh, with folks and make sure that you guys are sharing the messages that 
Jumpstart puts out as well, because it's important that we we get the word out. It's not it shouldn't be something that we're hoarding. It's a secret or things like that. You know, my experience with Jumpstart uh, has been always been like very, very pleasant. They've always supported what I needed to do. And while I did have a lot of knowledge before coming to them as a lender, um, you know, the mentorship through the construction part was very, very beneficial. So I say all of that when you're when we're talking about how to set up your business for business credit, you guys want to make sure that you guys have your business set up the correct way. And so, like I said, take a picture. Derek is going to send everybody that's on um the uh on tonight he'll send you guys the slides so that you guys can have this and hopefully um he'll send the video um but we won't be able to uh deep dive into um into business credit but at least you'll have some um starting points on how to get started on business credit so the first thing that you want to do is you want to know your business name and you want to get your address established the reason why you do that before you actually file your articles of incorporation is or organization is because you want to make sure that your your address is established um, when it comes to uh, setting up your business profile. And I'll explain that in a little bit, but it's important that you do a search to make sure that your business is registered. I would say that, especially in Pennsylvania, I would do you can do all of these things. I'm sorry, Derek. That's okay. Um, uh, you can do all of these things um, within like like an hour, right? So I would just block out an hour. I'm a huge time blocker. Anybody who is on here in my cohort knows that I have to time block out myself or, or it doesn't get done. So I would just block out an hour. I would say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I would go to the... Um, the Pennsylvania, or if you, I'm assuming most people are in Philly or in Pennsylvania, um, you would go to the Pennsylvania... Um, Department of State site and go ahead and um, take the time to search the name that you want. Don't don't uh, don't be labor too much on what the name is going to be. It can be literally my first LLC um, was JW Consulting. So my initials and just put consulting on the end and then that's an entity. Um, you don't have to get super creative. In fact, it's actually better if you leave it to be very general because if you decide to pivot your business, if you decide to uh, you know, do a different type of business, you don't want it to be like you know, uh, Jasmine's Tea Room and then I decide to do real estate in it or something like that. So leaving it very general, a consulting, um, you know, uh, Jasmine Inc., just giving some examples. Those are uh, those are ways to really be able to get your business started and be able to, uh, you know, not have to do so much labor of, <clears throat> excuse me, of thinking. Yeah. I'm trying to out, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm trying to figure out what the business name is. A lot of people get stuck on that. They're like, Oh my goodness! I don't know what my my name the name of my business is going to be, and it's two weeks later, and you haven't done it. Um, so you want to go ahead and just pull the trigger, make it your last name, make it your family's name, make it your kids' initials, whatever it is, just do it right. But you don't want to register your business until you um one you want to search to make sure nobody else in the state that you're registering it in um has that, and then you want to go to um. Uh, establish a business address. So you can go to, um, there's various places. We actually use iPostal um, as a resource um, and you can go there to establish your business address uh, there. 
And you want to establish that business address there before you register your articles in incorporation or and <clears throat> going to the IRS website to establish your EIN number. Excuse me. <clears throat> That's okay. Yeah, and, and I'm happy you're, you're going over this and giving us a good overview because um, you know, we've, we've had jumping ours in the past about um, specifically, you know, setting up an LLC and what the requirements are. And we, you know, we've gotten into the weeds about the documents required and everything, but I think it's important for tonight's topic because before you start to, to have any sense of a business credit, you need to have a business, right? And this is like the, the mandatory step for anybody to go, just so people have context, like, why is she telling us to start a business? That. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's important because, like I said, it's not just, okay, um, you know, you just wake up one day and you just have business credit. There are steps to it. And, you know, I think that it's important. Again, Derek knows um, and Ken knows as well. I'm like all about no fluff. I want you guys to like, I want people to start inboxing me like, hey, I did my business because I was on that jump runner and I took action, um, you know, and I think that's the thing that kind of like rewards me to be able to do these things. So, once you go ahead and um, you uh, request that EIN um, from the IRS, you then you can go ahead and file your um, your uh, articles of incorporation on that state site. Jasmine, could you just clarify what do you mean by filing your articles articles of organization? Sure, sure, absolutely. So your um, your uh, articles of um, organization and these, if you're um, especially if you guys are going to be uh, uh, borrowers um, through the Jumpstart program, you guys are going to have to, the, the one of the requirements that they have is that you're LLC. Most lenders don't want to lend to an individual. And there are a few things that, that uh, the reasons why, and, I, and I'll share those, but you want to um, establish yourself as an LLC. The articles of an organization, or sometimes it's called certificate of formation or articles of, or certificate of organization, there's a few different names for it, but it's the same thing, um, is uh, basically the legal structure of your business. Most people do LLCs. You can do, um, uh, there's like, you can do, you can establish yourself as a sole proprietorship with that. You can do like a partnership with these um, certificate of formations or um, certificate of organization, but the LLC is the most common. It, that would say, I would say that, you know, for folks that are starting out, that would be something you would do. Oh, and you know what? I didn't say before I started all this, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a, I'm not a business advisor. Please, please, please um, consult your accountant um, for any questions that you have because everybody's uh, situation is going to be very different. So it's important that you guys do that before you do this. But these are the steps. Is that fair? So don't come back. <laughs> That's perfect. That's kind of, I mean, anything like this, is, is like no matter what you're talking in terms of, of paperwork, you always want to make sure that there's like a, even if it's not somebody you hired, even if it's somebody who just knows what they're doing, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So for sure, um, do that. So the Articles of Incorporation is really just the legal um, formation document that every lender, um, every bank, every uh, you know, anybody that you're establishing any type of line of credit with, they're going to want to see this. Mm -hmm. They will do a search. So once you register with the state, then the um, the um, the banks and, you know, even um, Jumpstart, they'll go in and they'll search to make sure that your business is registered to you. So once you file that um, article of incorporation, then you want to make sure that it's all registered. The state is actually, it used to be really quick with the state um, of Pennsylvania, but it's taken a lot of time to come back. So I would say if you're going to do something um, as far as investing, you want to go ahead and start your LLC right away. It, it, I've seen it take, especially with our students, um, maybe anywhere between 
two to three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes even a month, even with some of my investors that have. So it's it sounds like there's about like an hour of active time up front of you like sitting there and doing it and then there's waiting after that. So Yeah. So you do like I said, the hour, but then like once you submit it, you'll get a confirmation from the state and then the state will um the state will do their process and you know there's there's folks that are ahead of you and things like that. I know that you can pay for it in Pennsylvania to be expedited for same day, but you know. It, to me, if you're just organized and you're just uh, getting it done, I don't I don't think that the expert, you know, we've had people expedite for like folks that are, you know, purchasing a property and they wanted to establish a new LLC and they forgot to do it and things like that. But staying organized is, is really key for this. Um, and then also another little tip is that once you establish it and you haven't heard back from the state within like a week, um, the 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 thing that you can do is there there's a number that you can call. And typically when you call and get somebody on the phone, they'll say, oh, it's not in queue. It's not back yet. But then like, um, they'll say, okay, well, I'll try to push it through for the next day. And they typically do. So you can call the state to get someone on the phone that's live. So from there, um, you'll go ahead and um, create a LLC operating agreement. And that operating agreement is just basically saying, you know, what the function of your business is, who is in charge, who are the officers of your business. And then it also goes into, um, you know, like maybe some of the the um, investment that you use to your startup money. So it'll say like, you know, you had, uh, you know, like, for instance, like one of mine say like I um, gifted my business $5,000 from my personal account. So it just states all of that there. That's another thing on operating agreement. Every lender that I've ever dealt done business with asks for the operating agreement because the operating agreement may have a partner on there that they want to know like what's going on. Um, that operating agreement is important. So you have all of those things um, in, in, um, in order. And then if you need any uh, licenses or permits, meaning if you need um, a license um, to do business in Philadelphia, um, there is a, uh, a license that you have to establish as a business um, and get in that tax ID number that's completely different from the state. Um, mm-hmm. So you need to get that done. Um, and then like if you're a general contractor, you have to have some other permits and things like that. Um, but really just getting that, that city um, license established and just by the way, all of this um, has only cost you about $125. So to establish LLC with the, the state is $125. The EIN is free. The um, operating agreement is something that you just type up. You can actually Google one. There's one that's set up for Pennsylvania. You can just Google it and change all of the information in there. And then um, for the address, we do pay um we, we pay for the address and the address is, uh, I think we get it to like, I'll send you the link, Derek, but it's like $100 for the year um, for that business address, right? So, something, uh, somebody put in the, the Q&A, uh, they, it was Dai who wanted us to let us everyone know uh, that if you're a veteran or you have something like a DD214, uh, the processing fee is waived. Um, oh, cool. So that's even better, right? Yeah. Even more if, if, you know, look, look into it and it doesn't hurt to, to Google, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they, it's, it's, uh, that probably, that definitely is probably the case because it does ask you when you're setting up your designation on the, uh, the state website if you're a veteran. So I'm sure that that is what it's for to get to, um, help our, the people that have helped with us. So, um, from there, then you'll go and establish 
the uh, your business bank account. A lot of people don't establish a business bank account. And the reason why, um, or the reason why it's really, really, really super important is because you cannot um, establish a business relationship with a lender or anybody else if you don't have a business bank account. Mm-hmm. And in most cases, a business bank account is really essential. And then in a lot of cases, especially when you're establishing business credit, business credit, uh, I'm sorry, a business bank account is really like day one of your business in the in the business's eyes um, or the, the credit you know, the person that the credit grantor's eyes, they want to see that you have a business bank account and they all have a system (laughs) that they are talking to. So they can tell if you have a business bank account, they're like, okay, this business was just um, established two weeks ago and they don't have a business bank account and they want me to give them a hundred thousand dollars. It's not going to happen. So um, with, even with jumpstart with their, um, their program and how their payouts, their payouts are going to go to uh, once you guys are in your draw stages, it's going to go to your business bank account. They're they're like less likely to do it into your personal account. I don't even think they do. Um, it's it's it we can. That just sounds like hell for the developer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it just it's like it's like one of those things that you want to separate yourself from doing. Um, you know, to really doing business and not just saying you're doing business. You want to really establish yourself as a business owner um, and anybody that's a developer or uh, doing any type of renovation projects or anything. If you have these things separate, it's going to make life a lot of ease, a lot easier. Um, when I started out um, a couple years ago, I didn't know, I didn't really know, I knew about business credit, but I didn't really know its importance. And I used my personal credit to, I had personal credit cards and I still have them, um, but they were like maybe up to $20,000. And so I was getting the materials on my personal credit um, and then paying like cash to my, um, my contractor. And the issue with that is that when I went through to get a refi, I was all maxed out um, on my credit cards because it just, life happens when you're, you're developing, you think, oh, I can pay this back. And it just, when you're trying to get into that refi. So it's important that you have that business credit established because now nothing goes in my personal credit. I haven't had my personal credit ran in like maybe two or three years um, because you want to run everything to, through your business credit because you don't want that debt to income ratio to be messed up. I mean, it's, so, similar, it's similar to just the concept of an LLC in general, right? Like yeah. limited liability, you want to remove yourself from the the, the risk of, of owning a business, you know what I mean? Um, and this, I guess this is kind of like on the opposite side. You're not removing yourself from the risk, but you're like giving yourself all these other options. Um, it's options. And it's also just like amplifying what you can do personally. So if I have a, you know, a $10,000 credit card personally, then, uh, you know, a, a business a credit card or like a chase or somebody like that may, is going to see that. And they're going to be like, oh, well, we'll give her $60,000 on a business. Cause she's, you know, in their head, um, they have really established it for, uh, businesses to succeed. And, right. you know, the, you know, America was built on businesses and small businesses like ours. And so the tax codes, everything is written for business owners and homeowners. Right. So that's why we push this so much, because it's just like, in order for you to get to the side where people are like, oh, we're, we're still struggling. But, <laughs> but for you to get to the, to get to the side of people that are like, mm-hmm. trying to get to the next stage, um, business business and home ownership is like yeah. I mean, like, like you said 
it's it's not much of a financial barrier as much as just an education barrier where yeah, people need- it's right that's what i'm saying it's ab- establishing a business the one thing i tell people people always say okay well i'm establishing this uh business but then um the one thing that i work with our ladies um through the cohort is okay you have this business established you have to start making some money in the business. And so that's kind of my next thing. Let me just get through these yeah. points and then I'll sh- kind of show you how you can structure to ma- start making some money in, in your business that you established while you're waiting to get into your first investment project. If you're just tuning in, I'm speaking with Jasmine Williams, a local realtor and investor about how to build and manage your business's credit. Thank you for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. And I hope you're enjoying the discussion. After establishing that business bank account, you want to establish your DUNS number. Your DUNS number is important because this is really like um, a social security number when it comes to establishing business credit. So you go ahead and you go to uh, dunnandbreadstreet.com. Um, and you will go ahead and establish this. Another thing that is absolutely free. This is absolutely free. Um, you will, they will try to sell you some of their marketing products, um, but you don't want to take any of those. And then also they will, um, ask you if you're going to do business with the government. Um, and if you do, they'll give you a, their, your DUNS number within 48 hours. My suggestion is that if you're going to do business with Section 8, which is a, bit, a government entity, you can say that you're going to do business with the government because you are, because Section 8 is, is something that the government pays out on. So you can get it in 48 hours. Otherwise, you would have to wait. It usually takes about 30 days for them to issue a number if you're not doing business with the government. The next thing is to complete your SAM registration. And that's another website, SAM.gov, something else that's really 100% free. Um, and you go ahead and you establish your um, your registration there because this will allow you to start getting recognized um, as being a business. And when people start Googling your business and things like that, you'll come up in different directories and things. So this is an, another thing that's important. Like I said, I, I, we, I knew we only had like 30 minutes to really get through stuff. So I couldn't really go Deep, deep, deep. I mean, it makes yeah it makes sense before we talk about business credit we got to talk about how yeah, you get- we have to talk about this part right and so um you know you want to definitely go ahead and do that uh that sam registration all right so let's say you know you, you got through your your llc formation process um and you're ready to go there, there you go what's the timeline look like right <laughs> so there goes your timeline so you're going ahead and you're starting right and again take a picture um, or or wait for the slides, um, but make sure that you're going ahead and establishing all of those things up front. That upfront work is going to be uh, how things are going to go for your business from this from that point forward. So if you have shaky stuff and it's not established, um, you are going to find yourself kind of in a little bit of a rut. You want to go ahead and establish your um, after the bank account is established. You want to go ahead and register your business with uh, Philly four one one. Um, or and also the um, 411 directory, the international directory services. You also want to have a web presence. So you want to do a, f- a little free little website and get your um, get a professional website. Um, it, it can just be a landing page. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. I know that GoDaddy allows you to do this for like less than $20. Um, so buy the domain that's whatever your LLC.com and um, then establish like use their free salt, their free uh, web uh d- web 
the creator um, software um, in their in their uh, system. Go ahead and establish that right away. Um, and so that your business, it doesn't have to be crazy though. It can just like be there with your business address. You want to establish a business phone number and you want to have a business email address. If you have all those things lined up, you are now an official business. When someone Googles you or somebody searches you, they're not going to see you like having a great night out on the town on Instagram. They're going to see a professional um, presence. And that's important to banks, to lenders and everybody in between. So that for those that first month um, to, you know, one or two months, you want to go ahead and establish what they call tier one um, business credit vendors. That tier one is really just vendors that are, um, you're going to go ahead and pay them, pay them um, to get like secured lines. So I'm going to have to, I thought it was on this slide, but I'm going to have to send you um, some of the examples, but some of them are like Granger. Um, there are office um, supplies, Quill and things like that. You want to establish those um, tier one business credit vendors there right away. You also want to register your um, your business on a site called nav.com. Nav.com is like credit karma, but for business. And another thing that's 100% free. Um, and the reason why that is, is because as business um, lines of credit get put onto your, your, um, your profile, you're going to want to um, see what's going on and ha- how your credit um, starts, to, starts to get developed. So nav.com helps you monitor that. It's free. Oh, oh. Yeah, let me ask you, when you say uh, establish history, what what like what does that entail? Does that mean like just sending an email to somebody and saying, hey, let's start this? Hey, I have history, right? So um, that uh, tier one is basically, for for instance, uh, let's say Granger. Granger is like a supplier of building materials and things like that. You would go and spend like $75 there and you might have like a hundred rolls of toilet paper, um, but it's going to help you establish that business relationship with them. You have to have, have, go ahead. I was just saying, I see what you're saying. That makes sense. You kind of, it's like, it's just like when you when your teenager gets a credit card and you're a like, credit card. Yep. So for instance, my, I just put my son just turned 14 and I just put him on my credit cards um, just so that when he turns 18, he will have really good history. If you okay. don't have any tax returns for your business, if you're just starting out, if you're just like, I don't know what to do, um, you have to have you have to have some track record. They're not unless you have really, really, really good personal credit and you want to be a personal guarantor. What I'm teaching you right here is just having your business um, stand on its own without your social security number being involved. So they don't even know your name goes on, um, but they don't even know that you're like, you're not tied to it. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that to remember is that when you are uh, going through and um, establishing these tier one and tier two business credit vendors, which are like Rangers and the Quills and the, the office supplies and things like that, um, you want to have your personal credit frozen. So you can go to transunion.com, equifax.com, experian.com and freeze your credit 100% free. Um, you want to, in fact, I would recommend to freeze your credit anyway if you're not using it um, just from a fraud standpoint of not, you know, uh, protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, you want to go ahead and freeze it because they can do a soft pull on you if you give your, like, just give your name and your address. So you want it to be blocked. If they're saying that you don't have to be a personal guarantor, then you're not going to be a personal guarantor. What does freezing your credit mean? Does that mean? So it means that basically um, if someone were to take your information, 
what what a lot of people don't realize is that um, lenders uh, or or vendors only need uh, two to three pieces of information to to run your or do a soft pull in your credit report. So a lot of times you think, oh, well, I didn't give them my social security number, so they're not going to be able to pull my credit, but they can um, if you don't have it frozen. So basically what happens is that when they do pull it or if they do try to do a soft pull, um, you don't want them to look at your personal credit, especially if it's a mess. Um, you don't want them to look at that so the frozen on the different um, the different uh, 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 credit bureaus is going to block them from being able to do it. And it also blocks, you know, outside people that are trying to do harm to your credit as well. Mm. And so um, you want to start establishing um, and having about three to five payment experiences on your um, on your tier one and tier two business credit vendors. And that could mean just the payment experiences are just buying stuff, you know, buying stuff, um, making sure that your invoices are paid, um, you know, things like that. And you're going to see that your credit score or your business credit score will go up on that site, nav.com. You'll see it, um, a really good range is 80 to 100 um, for uh, for business credit. And you'll see it established by month five or six. You're going to see that it's really like getting up there. Um, I had uh, someone in our uh, our cohort, uh, she followed everything that I said. A lot of people don't follow exactly what you say. And then they're like, it didn't work. Like, did you follow exactly what I said? But she did exactly what I said. And um, she is doing a, um, she is going to do an Airbnb with her uh uh, with her business credit. So she went to Amazon, she got an Amazon American Express and she was able to do it with no personal guarantor. And she was able to do that within like the four to five month um, mark. But that's because everything that I say, she, you know, she goes ahead and she does it. And then, um, you know, as time goes on and you're having this, these payment experiences, um, you're going to go ahead and secure your, um, you know, you can go ahead and secure a, a business card. I know that's been a hot topic, um, especially with Turo being a thing and things like that. I do have, um, I do have a disclaimer with that. I think that if you're not used to having a business um, where, you know, you have like a lot of debt, I wouldn't just rush into debt. I would want you to start making some money, some organic money before you go through and like get a, a loan of like a Lamborghini and trying to rent it out. All right. I think that you want to take the, the steps. And I'm only saying that from not necessarily the Lamborghini experience, but just the experience of having a lot of debt and getting out of it and how, you know, how stressful that was when I had it. So I always give that disclaimer because I know that, you know, it's not the necessarily like the sexy thing to say, but you want to have a money plan in place before you do any of this. You don't want to just kind of go at haphazard like, yeah, I'm going to buy, you know, um, you know, five cars of rent on Turo and then like something happens and you, and you don't have um, a plan B. So you, but at that seven, six, seven month period, you, your business credit will be established to the point that you will be able to do that. Um, you know, the one thing Derek and I were talking about before we got on was, uh, you know, kind of what are the the benefits of having this established um, versus your business, your, your business credit versus your personal credit. And the, the thing is, is that, for instance, Jumpstart doesn't or most lenders um, don't look at your business credit rating. Actually, most banks don't really look at your business credit rating. Um, they are really looking at, you know, you as being a personal guarantor in that business or Jumpstart doesn't even do, you know, they, they look at the asset. So it's asset based lending. Mm -hmm. um, when you are establishing business credit, 
um, as a, an investor, the one thing that you want to keep in mind and the, the real thing that it really helps is that you are able to get your vendors up. So like Home Depot, your floor and decor stores, Lowe's, things like that, so that you have those credit cards to be able to pay for those things um, so that you can keep your projects flowing. Um, your um, you know, your labor is still going to, you know, usually be cash flow, but, uh, you know, those supplies and things, you shouldn't have to be wait until your draws or till things like that, when you can go ahead and put in your credit card so that you can keep your projects going. And that's really how we keep our projects going, because if not, it would just be waiting on, you know, just it slows things down. And yeah. so the real benefit of business credit for investors, in my opinion, um, is really having those um, those lines of credit with, um, you know, some of these retail outlets and stores. As you progress and, you know, you start getting two, three years of tax returns and things like that, business credit is a lot more valuable because, for instance, like the SBA and things like that, they're going to give you larger commercial loans and things like that. But just starting out, I would say the immediate benefit is really having those uh, retail credit lines. Okay. Yeah. And, and my next thing to say was going to be um, an important thing to, to remember is that this, uh, the benefits that business credit provide are on top of, uh, you know, like, like the birth strategy and holding properties and renting and, and leasing to tenants. Like you not only are you, you know, have that, that passive income from the, the projects that you've held onto, but you're also, you know, in this great uh, financial standing with banks and, and it's like, like you, you have healthy cash and you have healthy credit. It's a, uh, it's like you're hitting it from both angles kind of, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, it's just one of those things that once you establish it, then you'll feel a lot more secure um, and more confident with going into these. Um, because a lot of times, you know, if you're investing and you have that down payment, you may only just have that down payment. But if you have um, if you have business credit established, the way one of the, the ways that I pay my contractors is I'll go through and have the contractor give me an estimate, um, just a labor only estimate. I'll get my own materials and then I'll have the contractor. Um, basically, they don't get paid until my lender pays me. So then it's not a whole lot more money out of pocket. Um, and it does that does take some establishing that does take relationships and things like that. But you all can get to that point as being investors. Um, but if you don't, if you can't buy your materials and your your contractor has to buy them, then that's when they're going to say, "Oh yeah, I need three, uh, you know, three payments up front." Nothing wrong with that. But a lot of times, as investors, um, and this is a method that I came up for with uh, for women is like we don't really know what's going on. So like when Jumpstart sends out their um, their um, inspector, then the inspector can say, yes, this was done right, or no, this was done wrong. And you're, you have it paid that, that contractor to do the work. And now you can say, he said, this was wrong. You need to come back and fi fix it. They're going to come back and fix it because they want to get paid. Um, so just a little trick <laughs> just to try yeah. to get there. So, all right. I see we have 28 questions. You guys are amazing. So you want to get to the questions now, Derek? Yeah, absolutely. I honestly, I had a few others, um, but I, I, I think the, the questions that, hit them. Yeah. I, well, no, I think the questions that people submitted are, are plenty great enough. So we'll just oh. move. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll move right on to them. Um, okay. Jasmine, I just want to warn you, I'm, it's, I've been getting uh, messages that my internet is a little bit unstable. So if I cut out, just tell me to, to repeat what I said and I'll- Okay, I'll... no worries. Thank you. 
All right, but uh, before we move on to the questions, thank you, Jasmine. That was great. Um, I really like the the perspective of, of setting up the LLC and then the timeline after that because it's like a lot of active work up front and then sort of just the standard process after that, right? Yeah. Cool. So so uh, I'll move right on. I don't think we're going to be able to get to every single one of these, but I'll, I'll try my best. And, okay. and we'll, uh, we'll move on to a question here from Brenda. She's wondering, the only card that I've been able to obtain through my business is American Express. What do I need to obtain other business credit? So is there, uh, you know, like a preferential treatment between different companies like American Express? Yeah, and other? Um, American Express is actually, if you've obtained American Express with your company, um, that's kind of on like some of the top tiers of credit um, establishment or business credit establishment, I would go back and try Amazon um, business credit um, accounts um, because you can get anything through Amazon. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, uh, I would establish, start establishing some credit through Amazon. Um, I would definitely do um, some other secondary cards like MasterCard through Chase Bank. Um, they're great with small businesses. Uh, it just really depends. You know, the thing is, is when you're establishing this business credit, you don't want it to just sit dormant. So it really just, just depends on what you're looking to do with the business credit once you have it. Okay. Um, and then we have a couple questions here about the address uh, service. Um, I, I'm relatively unfamiliar, but it sounds like people are asking, you know, what is that service you were mentioning? iPostal. Yeah, so what I'll do is let me, I'm going to stop sharing my screen. So then that way um, I can go through and get my links while I'm talking. But um iPostal is just a is just a uh, uh, you know a, a address service that has a virtual address. The one thing is that you want your virtual address to be connected to a brick and mortar store. So you don't want it to be that it's a um, you know like an address that's like a PO box or anything like that. Because if it is, then there you're going to be less likely to um, get the uh, the um, the uh, the approval. Right. So basically the, the, what is it like the, ad, the address service creates a fake virtual address that then redirects to your mail? Or? Oh, good. Okay. Good question. So I postal actually, you can, um, it's, you can have it set that you go pick it up. They're like local. So, um, I postal is in, uh, like at the, the staple, the one that I use is at the fi uh, 1500, uh, Chestnut Street, um, where the Staples is on Chestnut Street. Um, and so basically it's there and they have just like mailboxes set yeah, up there. It's essentially a P.O. box, but for... Yeah, it's essentially a P.O. box, but it's just, it's it doesn't say P.O. box because P.O. boxes don't allow for you to um, business. I mean, I'm sorry, banks don't allow for you to use P.O. boxes to set up. They, right. they want a physical address. Cool. So yeah, if you just want to, whenever you get a sec there to pop. Yeah, it. I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm like looking it up while we're talking. Um, so I'll send you the link. Okay. What was the next question? Uh, the next question was about, um, oh, oh, they, well, this is kind of relevant to the address service. Um, if they, you know, first, or, or they said they did register for their business, but use their home address and now they want to change it. Um, how do they go about doing that? Is it easy? Or yeah. So it's, um, when you establish your uh, when you establish your business through the state, uh, hold on, let me drop this in the chat. Okay, yeah, take your time. You're good. Good. And, and we we can go a little bit extra over eight p.m. Yeah, because I know it's a, it's a little lengthy of a topic. I don't mind that at all. Um, it when you have a. Oh, I'm sent it all just to the panelists. Let me send it to everyone. Well, I, I can recopy. You, you... Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm like, you know, this, all of this tech is like, what the heck, right? Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> um, 
when you, what you can do, there's a form that you can file um, in order to change your address. So you can change, once you establish the address, you would file the form with the state of Pennsylvania if you established it in Pennsylvania. It's a $5 fee. It does take them forever. Um, so you have to send, you, and they only allow you to mail it in. So you mail it in. Once you mail it in, then like give it like five days, like five business days, and then call. And then they'll usually transfer it over. Okay, great. Um, next question here comes from Kuyasa or Kuyasia. Um, they're wondering, should you use your personal name first and any grants or FSA you can get onto your personal name? And then once you do your second or third property, do it under your LLC? Or would you just put this property under your LLC immediately? So it seems like a, a strategic position, decision, right? Like, Yeah, it's more, yeah, more of what your strategy is. I would say if I had to do it over my first property, I did establish in my, my personal name. But when I went through to get le um, lending and things like that, it was harder. And I had to wind up paying transfer taxes to transfer it from my personal um, to my business. So if I had to do it all over again, I would say establishing the LLC first would be would be the best thing. I also would say if you're, I, did she say FHA? Was that? Yes. So FHA, if it if it's FHA, then that means that it's your personal residence. So you you do want to have that in your personal name. In fact, FHA will not lend on an LLC. So it's important that you know you have your your personal credit established for that. If you're going to do like buy a duplex or something like that for house hacking that's what you would use that for. Now, if it's going to be um, like for investment purposes only, then that's when I would do the, uh, you know, the, the business name. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and you covered this uh, earlier, but just to reiterate, uh, Taya is wondering, can you, can a business account be set up before the LLC? No, they will not allow you to set up a business account before LLC. That's not for... Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. That, I, like, like I always say, please, please, please ask the questions because this is not just information that we're talking at dinner about. So if you have the opportunity, ask the question, absolutely. But yeah, they will not, um, you can get a sole proprietor account set up under your social security number and your, your name, but it won't be your business name. Okay. And uh, Andre is just wondering, what is a DUN number? So what, what does that stand for? A DUNS number is really like your social security number um, in the business realm. So your EIN is what identifies you for tax purposes, but your DUNS number is what will be asked for when um, you're doing business with uh, or establishing uh, lines of credit where uh, like with different retail vendors and things like that, um, trying to get business credit cards. So it's important that you have that DUNS number. All right, give me one second. I'm just trying to, to filter through here. There's a lot of questions. Thank you, everybody. Okay, no worries. Um, okay, so here's the uh, the next question from April, and she's wondering, how do you suggest one start business credit initially? I asked because a bank and even Lowe's indicated that they will have to use personal SSN and EIN to start. So um, I guess like very beginning steps, what would you recommend for people? Like you said, go go buy $75 worth of toilet paper, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, you want to have those... Uh, I, she probably she may have asked that question before we kind of went through the, the timeline. I don't want to hold it up, but what I will will say is that you probably want to go ahead and establish the um, your business credit and establish some of those uh, net thirty accounts. So the toilet paper and office supplies and things like that. You want to get your business score out there. Yes, Lowe's will sometimes ask for a personal guarantor. My recommendation is that you don't do that. It's mm -hmm. it's 
to get your reps up. It's just like anything else. Just like Derek said, when you're a teenager and you're, you know, just starting in college, if your parents didn't put you on their card um, or on their lines of credit, then you're just starting from like a blank, like zero. Most businesses are not just going to extend credit to you just because they need you to go ahead and have some type of history somewhere. Okay. Um, Destiny asks, has our next question. They're wondering, should you freeze? This is a good question. Should you freeze your personal credit, even if it is excellent or will excellent personal credit help you establish business credit more quickly? So I think it's a, this is like, like it's a personal decision. I personally, like I said, I had the, the, uh, unfortunate um, experience of running up my personal credit cards, um, just not knowing and just kind of funding my, um, some of my initial investment deals. Um, I would say that you can establish your business credit a lot faster or quicker with your personal because you've been around a lot longer. So if you have like really excellent personal credit, then yes, you would go ahead and um, use it. But it also depends if you want those inquiries, because now you're open to getting your personal credit hit every time that, you know, you are applying and you don't have it frozen and um, you're going to be a personal guarantor. So that's why it comes into strategy, also comes into what the purpose of the business credit is. Like for instance, had a woman, um, she is opening up like five Airbnbs and she needs to furnish all of those. So she went through Wayfair and get their business credit lines and things like that. She used her personal credit, but she literally, I'm sorry, she used her personal um, credit to get all of her uh, to get some of those credit lines, but she literally got that money back really, really quick. If you are just building yourself out and don't really have a strategy of what to do with the personal or business credit, or you don't have like something that's active at this point, I don't recommend it. I recommend you just take the time to kind of, it's just a part of your process of becoming an investor, becoming a business owner. Okay, great. Um, and, and just one more question about freezing credit cards. Um, Lynette was wondering if you have a freeze on your personal credit, are you able to get business credit cards that require a personal guarantee? Do you have to list the freeze and then apply for the business credit that requires a PG or, or is that not relevant? Uh, right. So if you, if you, if it's frozen and they require a PG, um, then you need to unfreeze your credit. Um, if it's, if it's a, you know, if it's something different than you, if they, if they don't require it, the reason why you, you um, put it, you freeze it is because sometimes they'll say like, oh yeah, we're not going to look at it, but then they do what they call a soft pull just to make sure you're like, not a, I don't know, a terrorist or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you yeah. don't want them to look at it at all. So that's why I recommend freezing. Great. Um, next question comes from another Andre and they're wondering, uh, by following your approach to a T, how much total business credit could you amass after 12 months, 12 months? So question. Um, I, I, if you guys haven't heard in my voice and in my presentation, I am very conservative when it comes to debt and credit. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very, because I've been in hundreds of thousands of debt, right? So because of that, I'm very cautious. So I think that I probably project that onto my students and my learners um, to make sure that they are being just as conservative because the, the goal is really to build wealth, not to build debt. Sometimes wealth um, will definitely, I'm sorry, sometimes debt will, good debt will help you build or amass that wealth, but you have to be, I don't just give out that information on like a public forum where we have 114 people and I don't know where they stand financially, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, following it to, the, to a T, I mean, I think the sky's the limit, um, you know, 
hundreds of up to maybe uh, after a year, maybe three or four hundred thousand dollars is 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 you know is like a is something that's doable. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I wouldn't give that to just I don't even know who's in the room, <laughs> right? So it's you know I, I wouldn't want to just give that. I think that's irresponsible for me to just say like yeah, do this, do this play, do this, you know, and then not know. Yeah. Um, next question comes from Ty, and he's wondering. Uh, I have a few business cards already or business credit cards already, and I use them to buy materials, but I'd like to pull cash from the cards to pay contractors who don't accept cards. Um, can you assist with this? Any guidance here? Yes, there is a site called Plastic um, that you can basically play. Uh, you can basically go in and request a um a check from your credit card. You pay with the credit card um, and it's plastic with a Q, I think. Uh, hold on. Yeah, hold on. Um, and so um, you can, yeah, it's plastic with a Q. I'll put it in the chat. Um, you can pay, uh, you can get a like a certified check overnight it to you or whatever um, in order for you to be able to pay your contractors. That's one way. Um, you know, the one thing that I always say is that setting up your merchant accounts as a business um, is another way to do that. Um, and also just really. Would money orders or like Western Union checks? Be- it, it's, it, it can get a little rocky. What I can, my disclaimer with plastic or sites like that is that the interest rate will, that the fees and the interest rates are extremely high. So I wouldn't say to do that from just like, that would be like an emergency type purpose. A lot mm-hmm. of times when you're setting up your draws, you really want to construct and put your draws in place so that they are scheduled the right way so that the cash is coming from your lender, like a jumpstart um, versus having your cash come from a credit card that you might be paying like 20 to 40, you know, 20 to 30% interest rate. That's like crazy, but they do charge those amounts. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am a, a member of Navy federal and um, Truemark is one of my, you know, one of my biggest um, lenders besides for jumpstart. And they, um, <clears throat> They they have really good rates when it comes to credit cards, but if you went to a third party like a plastic, then you are subject to their fees. So, not necessarily a recommendation that I would say, um, but I would say you know if you're in a pinch, you're in a pinch. Sure. Um, next question comes from Rich, and he's wondering: Is there a certain amount? I'm not sure if that's like amount of money or amount of credit. Uh, to meet when opening a business bank account? Hmm. Um, So most have like, maybe like a cert, like a $25, you know, opening fee or, you know, hundred dollars or something like that. Um, Once you get your business to be um, really established, you want to have at least $10,000 going in and out of your account on a monthly basis, more deposits than withdrawals. um, Because again, your banking relationship is really important for business business credit and any other, you know, lending relationship. Um, That's why it's important when you are building your business credit or even building your business up that you establish your business um, or your business credit with um, a local bank, somebody that knows you, somebody that can know your business, somebody, you know, that you can go in and have conversations with, ask a ton of questions, but establishing those relationships early on is going to be like, okay, I can walk into the bank and get a loan or a business loan for this amount of money because I've been with them for X amount of years or days or months or whatever, and, and never overdraw your account 
NFC, NFS or anything like that, because those are marks that, you know, you pay the fee and you think that it doesn't go anywhere, but it's like a, a internal record that's kept um, mm-hmm. for when you come back for lending. Yeah, sure. Um, so I have maybe two or three really great questions uh, lined up here, but I just want to go back to something uh, that a couple people have, have followed up for clarification on. Uh, how do people actually get the DUNS number? Um, is the that DUNS number? Let me uh, let me pull up the site and I'll, I'll put it in the chat. Yep. Um, so that that's a that's just a website. Um, hold on. That's just a website that you register your um, your business with, and then it'll they'll email you a a, a number. Yep. No, it's for, it's no worries. DMB.com. Great. Awesome. Um, the next question or the second to last question I have here, cause we are a couple minutes over eight here. Um, okay. thank you so much for everybody's uh, participation. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Therese is asking currently my accountant files, my business personal taxes together. If I establish my business credit, will I be required to file separately? Hmm. That is a question for your accountant. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I file everything is separate um, from from what I file. I pay myself, and you know my business pays me a paycheck. So I have personal credit, and I mean personal uh, tax filings, and then business tax filings. So it's really a, a you know a situation where let the accountant make that decision. That's what I can say for that. All right, great. Um, I think that the last question I have here for tonight was something about you mentioned uh, creating a website for your business. Um, does it make sense to have a domain name but no website? So I guess that's like yeah. good question. That's a good question. Um, if you do that, you can put on um, the site. You know how it says like coming soon. You might go to a website. You want to have something there, and you could just put something like you know. JW Consulting is coming soon or something like that. Just just in case a banker does decide to go to your website, they can see that it's coming soon. <laughs> and that concludes my conversation with Jasmine Williams, a local realtor and investor, about how to build and manage your business's credit. The interviews on this program are recorded during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series, taking place via Zoom webinar every Monday night at 7 p.m. If you'd like to participate in the live Q&A with our guest, be sure to head to jumpstartgermantown.com events and register for next week's Jumpin' Art. And if you're interested in starting a Jumpstart program in your own community, visit gojumpstart.org and see our how-to guide and open source training workbook. Thank you so much for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. And be sure to tune in next week.